All right, I'm going to keep this simple. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. I'm Stassi Schroeder-Clark. Let's do this. Y'all, let me just let me just say, I want to get into this football talk. I have Kelly Stafford here, okay? <laughs> Everyone knows Kelly Stafford, wife of Matthew Stafford, but she is just like such a force in her own right because you started your own podcast the morning after, which I think is so genius because as someone, Kelly, who mm-hmm. doesn't care about football, like I don't, I don't care about sports. Like I've never yeah. been a sporty girl. I okay. do, however always wonder about how is life for their families, for their girlfriends, for their children after a game or the next day? Because I know just as like being married to a like Rams diehard fan that Mm -hmm. like my night and the next day is dependent on the game. On the game. So I couldn't imagine <laughs> yeah. what that would be like for you. So genius move. Genius move. Well, thank you. That's honestly why I called it the morning after. It did entail like morning after games because it's always like the toughest time, especially our 12 years in Detroit. I feel like every morning was tough. But um, no. And then I was like, you know what? It can be anything. Because I feel like the morning after also has a stigma of, you know, the typical morning after situation. Mm-hmm. But I I love that I did it. Um, it's turned into more than football, which I do love because as your husband probably knows, and I don't know if you know, but my husband's on the tail end of his career. So it's not going to be much longer. Um, but no, I I honestly love doing it. It's It's been something that's my own because as you said, you know, you become the significant other of somebody else Mm -hmm. and they're constantly in this limelight and you're always kind of in the shadows, which is totally fine, but you have to find your own, um, it'll get there. This is what I do for my podcast. Yeah, no, same. uh, Yeah, I I, I totally, I I know what you mean. I mean, look at Giselle, not, not that I think you guys are going to break up that's not what I meant by that she meaning she had to <laughs> Listen, put I took it I took it as look at Giselle like top mom like thank you I yes, appreciate that I'll yes that. like that you guys are one of the same you guys have to put aside totally. some of the things that you want to do in order to right. support your significant other and like that's also like how relationships work normally in general mm-hmm. it always ebbs and flows and someone's having to be more supportive the other person has yeah. to like you know and and yeah, I just think that Yes. And I think that starting a podcast and the name of it and just like talking about all of the things and and humanizing you and your family and not just, oh, like the wife of a footballer, I just think is really brilliant. And it was very smart. Well, I appreciate it. It was honestly just to have some fun. It started out like in our back house in a guest room um, and kind of turned into something that I love doing. But at the end of the day, I mean, I do feel like people look at anyone who is in the uh, mix a little bit or known and say, oh, well, they probably have it like this or like that. And it's kind of nice to humanize it. I mean, I'm still a mom of four girls trying to figure that out every day, literally trying not to yell all the time, um, trying to make sure I'm dating my husband, keeping that, you know, keeping fire there. So we go through the same things as every other marriage, all other parents. So yeah, I think it was something to also just like, get it out. I started it again, just to, I feel like with Instagram, social media, all these things that you put yourself right. Like as a parent, as a wife, you're looking at all these things. You're like, I'm failing. 
when really none of that's real. And you have to humanize it all and like make it, mm-hmm. hey, this is what that's actually going on here. I had a terrible fucking day at being a mom. I made all my girls cry or something, you know, just like getting it out there, normalizing things that are actually normal. So again, I love doing it. Um, I actually brought a co-host on. He's great. He's from Detroit. Um, but it's been, it's been a whirlwind. It's been fun. Well, I love how you're just so honest about everything. Like when it comes to like, you already just said it yourself, but dating your husband, postpartum life, how you felt about your body, um, issues Mm -hmm. with your children, you're super honest. And the fact that you just said also like on Instagram, we always feel like we're failing. Like this has been the theme of like this past year for me where I've realized that like we can't have it all. We shouldn't want to have it all. We're going to have it all at different. uh, We're going to have things at different times in our life. But why are we striving to just do the most all the time? Because social media is also a lie. Like, and we know this, it's a, it's a photo album and you're not going to put up the ugly parts of your life on a photo album. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm yes. It's like a, a mental health journey. Once you get into that, either Instagram or TikTok, whatever you're on. I mean, I feel like you have to go into it just trying to remind yourself that what you're seeing really is it's real. A fantasy. It's fantasy. Yeah, but it's so addicting. It's so wild. Know. You know that it's so bad for you and you're still, and I'm still like on it, which drives me crazy. Um, but it is what it is at this point. But I do, I mean... I hope by the time my girls are old enough to even know what social media is, it's gone. But I mean, I it know that's be. not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it won't be. Girl, I feel like well, it's going to like pop up in your mind and that's going to be social media. I know, literally. So I want to talk, I have like all of these things that I want to talk to you about, the things that you have been honest about, like especially like postpartum stuff and things like that. But before mm-hmm. I get into that stuff, can we just take a moment for the WAG renaissance? The WAG revival that's going on because of Taylor Swift. The way that I want Taylor Swift to be on a reality show or become a podcaster so that she can elevate me. She is elevating (laughs) WAGs everywhere. They are now, y'all are our new supermodel. You're at now y'all are everything that we want to be. Do you hate or love the word WAG? Uh, I mean, or do you honestly, not care? I'm in, I'm indifferent to it. It's kind of whatever. I mean, that's what we are. We're wives and girlfriends of, of whoever. Do you, do you call yourselves that? No, no. You're never no. like, Hey, fellow wag. No, no, no absolutely no? not. No, no. You don't have a group chat entitled wags no. with all the other ones. <laughs> no, but I'm really old. So maybe the young girls do, you're but not. I am very, Oh, I am. No, I'm like, are, are you, you one year wife. younger than me? I'm older but than in you. This, but in, oh, I'm too old to be a wag. Are you 30? What are you? 35? I'm 35. Okay, I'm 34. I'll be 35 in August. So we're the same Oh, age. I'm too old to be a wag. Girl, I'm one of the oldest. I think I'm probably the oldest wag there is. Okay. It's really sad. No, that is like really dark. No, I'm not joking, Kelly. Like that's dark. So yep. welcome to my life. Being the old Whoa. bitch in the room. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bye. do you feel... Taylor Swift is 34. Yeah. <gasps> I love her. <laughs> she's, she's, she's me. I mean, I wish I was her, but I can call her me, right? She's just a 34-year-old wag. Yes. We're both... We're basi- You're one we're and the same. the same. You're basically the same person. Do totally. you feel like she is... like? Like from the outside, I'm seeing the wag renaissance. I'm seeing the wag revival. Do you feel that... No, 
But again, what? I'm old. I don't know. <laughs> no, you can't use that excuse anymore. You're Taylor Swift's age. No. I know. I know. But she's like young at heart and she's got boyfriend and it's all fun. They're going to the Super Bowl and it's all great. And I'm over here. I'm old. I got four kids. I got a new dog. Dumb. Shouldn't have done that. And I'm just trying to survive. So I don't, I mean, I think for the younger girls, it's amazing. I do think it's going to bring to light some things. Maybe, you know, if she does come out and say what goes into it, what he does, you know, all those things will bring some light into that. But otherwise, I mean, now we got to keep up with Taylor Swift. Hell, we have Simone Biles on the <laughs> sideline. I'm like, guys, can we get some no. old chicks? <laughs> no. See, I feel like, no, it's, it's good for everyone's like group average. You know, you only want you want to surround yourself with the coolest people. So it like it brings up the WAG group average. They do bring it very far up, especially Taylor. I mean, come on. You're also already up there. Okay, let's be real. (laughs) You're very sweet. I'm again, I'm just there. But (laughs) Okay. so I want to talk a little bit about the fact that you spent 12 years. Okay, in Mm -hmm. Detroit. Okay, so y'all met in college. Mm-hmm. Then he gets drafted to the Detroit Lions. Yes. Then after 12 years, a little switcheroony. A little switcheroony. I want to know, did you guys mastermind a switch to the LA Rams so that you could have better weather and more things um, to do? I mean, I wish I was that smart. No. I, and I wish it worked that how way. How does that I'm... happen? Like, how does like how do, how does that even it was just, it was actually kind of crazy. Have you ever been to any of the Discovery Land properties? I don't like, know what um, you're talking about. Like Gazer <laughs> Ranch or uh, any of those. Oh, Eldorado. no. I think I've, I've heard about like where you, you go and do work on yourself. Correct? Uh, Inner work. Inner I work. Don't know. No. There, Spas. No. Are we talking? There, no. No. I don't know what you're no, talking no. about. Never mind. They're just like properties that they, there's certain properties all around um, the U.S. and then they have them in Mexico and they're, anyways, long story short, we were trying to go to one of their properties in the Bahamas because we were in Detroit. So we were closer to the Bahamas. Oh, like a resort. And yeah, it's like, yes, it, it, but it's like privately owned um, houses and like a, what is it called? Like almost like a country so you club. Can have, all- yes. You can have your privacy and not have to totally. Okay. I understand that. Yes. God, I'm so a loser. Our, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Listen, you don't know who you're talking to right now. But yeah. so the, um, anyways, Swiss to the Bahamas, it got, there was a hurricane or something that happened. So they're like, we can put you at Chileno Bay, which is in Mexico, Cabo. We were like, uh, can we go to El Dorado, which is also in Cabo. But anyways, they're like, no, we only have Chileno open. Went to Chileno ran into a few football players, uh, which you won't know. I never just, we never run into football players because we're not going to private bougie ass (laughs) resorty things. That's why. Okay. Well, after this conversation, I'll fill you in on all of it. But anyways, we ran into a bunch of people, including the head coach for the Rams. Um, Actually at the other location that we were supposed to go to was the head coach for San Fran, which was a a close call for us. Yes, yeah, so it was kind of like <laughs> if we went there, I think we probably would have ended up a 49er. Wait, but we So yeah. you're telling me. Hold on. You're telling me that you just go on vacay. <laughs> and then all no, the and, and like the butterfly oh. effect, you could have gone to a different you stayed at a different place and just what do you mean? Uh, like you could have just mean, ended up 
how? It's honestly, I think coaches, when they talk to Matthew, um, they see how kind of brilliant he is outside of his talent. And so immediately they're like, we want this guy, which is a lot of, listen, he's great. He has his flaws, but in that aspect, he's great. So um, that's kind of like literally kind of just went down like that. The Rams and the Lions started talking, worked out a deal. I mean, we were still in Cabo when we found out we were going to be a Ram. So he found out, gosh, we, you know, I play as well, but uh, uh, (laughs) no, when he found out. So it happens that fast. It happens quickly for us. It happened quickly for us. It does not happen that way all the time. Um, It was kind of a surprise because they had just uh, given Jared a big deal. We didn't even think the Rams were like, as we were going to Cabo, I told him, I was like, we got to get out away from football. That's literally, I was like, let's get out of the country so I can take your mind off it to get to be in somewhere for 12 years. And then to ask for a trade and not know where you're going. Yeah. It's kind that's, of, it was a, I mean, it was really hard for him to ask for it too. He loved that city, but we just knew honestly for both parts for them to get where they needed to be. And for us to get where, or for him to get where he wanted to be, it just needed to happen. Yeah. So, when he asked for, I was like, all right, let's get out of here. And then we run into 9,000 football players in Cabo. I'm like, well, this didn't work. And then the trade went down there. So it was, honestly, it was wild. But um, yeah, that is, it, we went from cold that, to warm. That's so, yeah, cold to warm. Do you ever like talk to other um you know, wives or girlfriends of players. And they're like, man, we just got drafted to this town. And like, it's all fucking cold there. And like, couldn't even drafted to this place. That, I bet that happens a lot. (laughs) It does happen a lot. And also like the trades when someone's like from LA to Minnesota, not saying, but it's just like weather wise. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's like there is a bad city. It's, but there is something to be said for being used to California weather or liking California weather over Minnesotan Mm -hmm. Is that a word? Yes. Weather. Like it just <laughs> like know. let's call a spade a spade. Why do people say that? I don't know. But it is what it is. <laughs> no, I no, I totally agree with you. Cause I feel like everyone, whenever I'm so pro about LA or weather or whatever, I feel like I get Detroit backlash and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. hold on. Like it's not, it's just different. And I LA weather is great especially with children. There's no putting on heavy coats to take them off right when you get to the car to put them back on. I mean, I did that with four little ones and wanted to rip my hair. I didn't want to leave the house because it was too hard. So then you're sitting inside and it's, it's, it was a nice different trade-off I would say. So yes, now we're outside a bunch. We're happy here. We have great community. It's been, and obviously Matthew got what he wanted um, and he's going to keep trying to get your husband another one. So uh, hopefully not for oh, too long. I'm gonna but tell I... him that he's upstairs. <laughs> he's like, I was like, is there anything special that you want me to ask on your behalf? And he's like, no, it's okay. It's like, it's okay. And I'm like, you can tell me. Like, I know oh, he's man. upstairs, giddy as fuck right now. You have no idea. Have... Well, tell him thank you. I, that I makes me feel so special. <laughs> makes me feel like Taylor Swift. Oh, I'm gonna tell Bo that. have you ever been friends with someone who like you guys got really close because you were let's say like in Detroit for 12 years Mm -hmm. so like another wife or a girlfriend and then they had to move and you guys like had this or their husband or boyfriend got traded and then it was like heartbreak for you and your friendship yeah it's really rare for a player to stay as long as we did in one place um and so it was kind of like a little carousel of, like they would come they would leave um so then so how do you ever really I, 
I wouldn't want to make any friends then. I'd be like, no, because you're you're just probably going to get traded. Yeah. And it, it started to get that way, um, especially towards the end when I was like, I feel like I've done this a million times. I don't want to get too close to someone because they leave. Um, yeah. But then again, it's like getting a dog versus knocking a dog because of the heartbreak at the end. But you still end up getting a dog for the time because it's, you know, so special. All right. I've never I mean, thought about it. Okay. I mean, that's kind of how I told myself to look at it. You know, if I closed myself off to everyone in Detroit, including teammates wise and stuff like that, I would have been, I would have had no one. So you kind of have to, and they're great people within the football world, especially significant others. I mean, I feel like we're all going through somewhat of the same thing. Um, Just praying our guys don't get hurt and praying we stay in one spot. So we're not picking up and moving families and doing all this stuff. So you have that commonality to work a relationship, even though we're all from different backgrounds, we're all different. It's nice. um, But now I'm just really old. So people are like, I don't want to hang with the old bitch with four kids. I mean, I remember coming into the league saying that about other girls. (laughs) Okay. It's the kids part that ages us. Let's be real. It's not our actual age. It's not the fact that I'm 35 and you're 34. It's the fact that we can't, because I would say that we could pass for our 20s for 20s some somewhere in there okay so it's not about our age or the number it's that our lifestyles are different and we have different responsibilities that we cannot control anymore so we're just not as cool and fun and hip that's what it is it's not the age yeah I and I totally agree with that I also feel like I told Matthew the other day I was like I feel like I'm in my prime I don't know why but I was like I feel good our kids are at like an age. I know you have two little ones. Yeah, Our yeah. kids are now at an age where I'm like, they can kind of do everything on their own in a way. I mean, the little one, basically her older sisters will do like shower her and get her or whatever. So it's kind of nice. I'm at this like stage in life where it's before they become mean. Right. Cause oh, I have, well, my daughter's well, mean already, but you know, uh, no. how old's your daughter? Well, three. <laughs> She's mean three. to me. Mean she, to me. Oh, um, She's yeah. daddy's girl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Well, um, I have but, four. I, I have four of those. So that makes you feel better. No. So I wanted to ask you, when does life get easy again? And so that's funny that you just said that you feel like you're in your prime because I only have two, a daughter and a baby boy. And they're Bo and I are now, thank you. Like as much as I say Hartford's mean, it's, it's more like a joke. She's not actually like fully well yeah she is no yeah she, she bullies me 100 <laughs> percent. but she's the best thing in the entire world like the most amazing yeah. fucking kid in the world um she just knows how to get to me but i've yeah. been wondering i feel like Bo and i are like ships like just passing in the night where it's like one of us is on the baby the other one mm-hmm. is on hartford and it's like when do we get to be us again and then i look at you and i'm like you have four four like how do you <laughs> like the like how like well, First of all, how do you even, what car do you drive? Do you drive a bus? Like literally uh, the way that I, I don't even know <laughs> what car to drive with two kids. Like what car do you drive? Well, remember I have two in boosters now, so they're fine, but I have an extended Escalade. So big. Okay. Okay. Big. And that's, that it's fits everyone. Yeah. Do. It fits everybody. But yes. like, th- these are like real things that I think about that I'm like, how do people with more than two kids get from a how do they get anywhere at all? Because the cars, okay, let's just say you have your car, your, your big Escalade that's long and feels like a bus. Mm-hmm. Where do you put all of their, their stuff? 
Because like, is the trunk that big? Well, the trunk, yeah. And they extended it's big. Um, oh, so, so you really are driving I, a bus. But I am driving a bus. I legit am driving a bus. I will say though, with the dog, now we have a dog. And you bring and, your dog everywhere too? Well, he's a, pu- well, I, we just did like a little family trip to Manhattan Beach. We had to put the dog in the car. And that was a disaster. Like we looked at each other and Matthew was like, this. Matthew was good with two kids. He was like, listen, we have another one. We won't fit at a four top. Like that's a five top <laughs> table now. <laughs> He's thinking of all these things. Sorry. That's true and so smart. And yeah. Hard, harder <laughs> to get a reservation. I mean, yes. And 100%. I'm, looking, I'm like, got it. And we didn't think we could have them naturally. So the, the third one kind of surprised us. So then I was like, well, we ain't fitting on a four top anyways. Might as well make it a six, you know? Um <laughs> Hoping for a boy that we didn't get. So uh, (laughs) now you're right. Now I drive a bus full of screaming children who are so great. I have a non-negotiable when it comes to my kids' pajamas. Um, And this was something I didn't know the first time around when I had Hartford, like I got pregnant and I just like bought all these PJs online, like didn't think about the fabric or anything like that. And then when she was born, I realized there is a huge difference between like regular pajamas and bamboo ones. Okay. Like moms know, moms know. Okay. So because I realized that I had become a huge fan of Caden Lane for a while now, because that is just like my non-negotiable. My kids are going to be in bamboo PJs. But what I think is like really fun also about Caden Lane is that they have all of these different prints. I mean, so many different prints. So if you want just like your standard colors, like you can get that too. But they also have like, I just got Messer, these like this blue donuts print. And then I got Hartford and Messer, these match for Easter, like matching chocolate bunnies. It's freaking adorable and so soft. And I love how they have the like roll down ankles. So your baby can like grow with it because, you know, obviously babies are growing out of things all the time, but they make it so where you can wear the pajamas longer than most other brands who make PJs. And you guys, I'm telling you like the softness the buttery softness of that bamboo, unparalleled. And now I just found out, I have to get this for Hartford, that they have color me pajamas, okay? So they have these markers that I guess like wash out. I need to try this because I'm just like, it's blowing my mind right now that you can basically color your pajamas. That'll keep Hartford entertained for like a good hour. I'm getting that immediately. Uh, Caden Lane is your one-stop shop for all your newborn, infant, and toddler apparel. So head to cadenlane.com slash Stassi and use code Stassi for 20% off your order. Once again, that's C-A-D-E-N-L-A-N-E.com backslash Stassi for 20% off. And make sure you use my promo code Stassi so they know I sent you. You guys, even if you're not a mom or like you need gifts for people, like you cannot go wrong with giving the soft PJs ever to children. It's just like, no mom is going to be like, no, I don't want that. It's always a yes. So go to Caden Lane. I have talked about Nutrafol for so long now. Okay. Um, If you followed me on Instagram or you listen to this podcast, you know that like I started to go on a hair journey after my wedding and I stopped like bleaching it. I started taking care of it using products that I had heard are like really good. And with that came taking Nutrafol. And I have been doing that ever since. Um, And now I am taking postpartum Nutrafol. So let me explain. I mean, did you know that 
one in two women have hair thinning, like one in two. And then if you get pregnant and have a baby, oh, the hair shedding that comes with that. Like, are you kidding me? It's actually the worst. Okay. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster going hair with less shedding. I have 10 times better hair right now than I ever did in my 20s. And I think that is because of Nutrafol. I was so diligent about it. I'm still so diligent about it. And people come up and compliment me on my hair all the time. And like I used to be someone that had to wear extensions all the time. I don't anymore. And I thank Nutrafol for that. So if you found yourself in a similar position where you're like, my hair isn't as full as it used to be, then you should take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code straight up. So find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T. R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code straight up. That's Nutrafol.com promo code straight up. Okay, you know? well, at least you just said just now you're like, you feel like you're, you are now getting to your prime. Like you're, you're the older ones can help you with the younger ones. So, so how many years did that take? <laughs> I'm uh, asking for myself. Yeah. I mean, my youngest is three and I will say she's still somewhat a lot to handle, but she's got like a serious attitude that I'm working on. You know, when you get to the third, maybe the second, I don't know, you get kind of lazy when it comes to parenting. Like with that (laughs) one, if she wanted something and one of her little sisters had it and she's screaming, like, give it to her. I mean, I did not care. And now it's catching up to her. She is not nice. She's a, she's actually a bully. Like you were saying about your daughter. <laughs> so I'm having to reparent that one a little bit, which is a, kind of a struggle. But I told Matthew, I said, when she's four, which is June, we'll be in a good place. But ha- Matthew has to get a vasectomy because I can't, this is, I've, I can't do it. I feel you because then you're going to start having to take two Escalades out. I mean, really, the, the way the car thing, the car situation is like my Roman Empire. I think about families and their cars all the time. Like, how the fuck is like the whole world just going and living their days with multiple children in like cars? I just don't get it. It's a, to be honest, I don't like riding in separate cars. Whenever he's like, we'll take two cars. I'm like, no, I don't want to take two cars. I want to be able to talk to an adult instead yeah. of yell at my children. So I don't, do we do have a Sprinter? Um, that is taken that, on certain. Yes. There you go. There is, you go, Kelly. You got you got a sprinter. That's what I mean. That's that's the that's, that's the answer that I wanted to hear because yeah. thank you because I've been sitting here wondering and that's honestly the only possible reasonable answer. Yeah. Now I've sprinter. only driven the sprinter a handful of times because it's kind of terrifying. My mom's a bus driver, so I feel like I come by it honestly. But wow. Yeah, she just, she's bored. You know, she was a school teacher <laughs> for like 25 years or 30 years and was like, I'm out, but then got bored and went back. Uh, but I, it's hard and it's also terrifying. And the fact that I can't get back to my kids is kind of a problem. So a lot of the times, like Matthew will drive or we'll have someone else drive and we'll be in the back with the One kids. Of them. Yeah. Which you also don't really want to be back there either. So it's kind of like, no, which way do you go? I feel you. The struggle is real. So basically what you're saying is me and Bo aren't really going to like be like a full blown couple for like years and years and years. Um, 
try to date each other. That's all I'll say. I mean, it's hard. You know, you are, you're passing, you're literally just like making it work and making whatever the best scenarios for those kids to make either of them like, you know, be obviously healthy, all these things, and just to not cry, to get good rest. You're doing everything you can for them that you kind of forget about yourself and your significant other. And Matthew and I did that for a long time. I mean, we had a really tough start with the children. I got some health stuff that kind of gave us a little pause and reset in our marriage and in our family yeah. life. Not that it was like our marriages are like terrible, but we weren't like communicating. We weren't dating each other. We were just kind of like getting through it. Um, surviving the days, if you will. And then you look back at it and you're like, what did we do for each other during that time? We yeah. didn't do anything. And no, so- I think this is a really important conversation to have because it's this is a universal conversation for parents everywhere. I feel like everyone can relate to this. Making time for your significant other and, and not just like time, like special time, like like you say, like dating your significant other. And I was reading about how you were really open about your postpartum experience and how there was like a really long stretch of time after you had kids where you were like, I did wouldn't even be naked in front of my husband. And the way that that hit, because that has been me. Like yeah. I'm over that hump now, but like the first couple months, maybe sometimes three months, like with Hartford, it took longer. I like when we were intimate, like I had to be wearing like a corset thing around my stomach because I felt yeah. so insecure. There were there were ways for me to like I just couldn't be myself and because I, I didn't feel comfortable with I didn't recognize myself that yeah. it made me not the best partner because I'm like, no, I can't be naked and vulnerable in front of you. Yeah. And I agree. Like and not having confidence when you're being intimate or when you're with your husband it, they can tell, you know, and, totally. then it, and then it plays yeah. into the intimacy and all this yeah. stuff. And I just like you, I mean, your body's changed so much. And again, this is something that everyone tells you to embrace, 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 but it's really hard. Yes. And, it's, and I, and I hate to sound shallow about it, that you look in the mirror and your body looks completely different than it has mm-hmm. looked your entire life. And you're so, and unfortunately we live in a world where a lot of things are based on what outer appearance. And all of a sudden your outer appearance is not what it's been for the first 20 over what 30 it's, something years of your life. Yeah. It's just not what you're used to. And it, it feels like it's overnight because like, at least mm-hmm. when you were pregnant, you had your baby in you. So it's like, right. it's, it's still hard, but you have that mm. that reason. But then once your baby's out, it's all of a sudden like, who, who is this person that I'm looking at in yeah. the mirror? And I like, I will die on this hill, like, and say like, this is not shallow. And like, I just like cannot, I can't possibly agree with that. I know everyone like the trolls will come out and say that, and they're like, all you guys focus on is like your weight and what you look like after birth. Like, you know, your body just did an amazing thing. Yeah, my body just did an amazing thing. But like, this is something that every single fucking mom has thought about and worried about. And like, even the ones that are typing saying that we're too shallow, they themselves had the same insecurities and thought about it just as much as we were. Because you just yes, don't recognize yourself. No. And there's no way you look in a mirror and every time when you see all this stuff going on and, and it's boobs, stomach, everything, right? It's just yeah. everything going on. There's no way that you don't look at yourself at least one time and go, wow, this, this is, a, I got to figure this. This is a lot. 
Like, yeah. this is not what I expected. Everyone's thought it. You might not have acted on it, but everyone's had that thought. And it is a hard thought. And not only that, we have social media playing into the women that bounce back in a month yeah. with a fucking six pack. I'm like, great. That, yeah. I mean, that makes me feel better. Awesome. I also know that my husband is seeing women bounce back. I mean, it's all over the place, right? You see it on billboards, you see it on TV, you see it everywhere. These women that have babies and are immediately a size zero. And you're yeah. like, well, my husband is, is my husband is, expecting that? Yeah. Is he thinking exactly because he's being sh- not like he can't help it. He is being served that content as well. We are all yes. being served the same shit that, wow, look at these women who look a week later like they were never pregnant. So when the men, the fathers are seeing this, mm-hmm. like they how could they not be a little influenced to think oh. that like, oh, it just must be like this for everyone. So therefore it'll yes. be like this for my partner also. I mean, I feel like I was influenced by like I had no, yeah, for sure. thought like, oh, I'll bounce back. Yeah. And eight months later, I'm looking at I'm like, the yeah. hell? And then another one's in there. And I'm like, oh, great. And then I'm like, my body is just completely different than it was. Yeah. And 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 I know that's what happens, but we also have to give each other space to like feel just, our feelings. Yes. Like let us feel like, that without being like. You should you feel shouldn't. this way. You should. Yeah. I can't help how I feel. That's how I feel. So you yeah. can tell me I should feel differently, but it's not how I feel. Yeah. So. Like, you know what? I want to be allowed to be really depressed by the fact that it looks like I had my belly button pierced before, but I haven't. <laughs> it's just saggy. <laughs> like, I should have just gotten my belly button pierced back in the day. So I, I sat there being like, I'm not going to do this because then I'm going to have like a hole forever. And like, no, didn't matter. All I had to do was get pregnant. That's it. Yeah. Girl, same. I didn't get my belly button pierced when my mom would have killed me. But I also, she told me, she's like, you get a piercing, you get pregnant, you're on this. So I didn't Mm -hmm. do it. And now you can't even see my belly button. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) All this extra skin hanging over it. I'm like, great. Cheers. Thanks, mom. Yeah, seriously. Well, how do you, what do you feel like? I mean, I know this is like such a, it's a broad question, but like, what do you feel like is one of the main like secret sauces to your marriage? Like what, what is some advice that you would give your daughters if, if, you know, they, when they get to the age where they start looking for their partner and you're like, this is really what has kept us engaged with each other, kept us like feeling close Mm -hmm. to each other, that sort of thing. I mean, I would say when they're trying to find a partner, I mean, I think their dad is a very good example of someone to, uh, for example, for their future, he has his flaws, but he's a very good father. He's a very good husband. Um, and I would say one of the main things I feel like Matthew and I do well, we do a lot of things not well, um, is we are always openly talking to each other. I mean, we both make mistakes left and right when it comes yeah. to about anything and everything. But we're always open to talk to each other about it and just listen. Because I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes especially like I messed up and I'm sure your husband knows about it. Beginning of the season, I said something that came off really wrong on my podcast. Was it about him relating to players? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I got crushed on that. Obviously I didn't mean anything. Not even that big of a fucking deal. Everyone needs to (laughs) calm down. I think that's like really normal to say like someone of a certain age isn't connecting as much to people that are a decade younger. That is like, yeah, that's just like human nature. 
So like, well, I'm sorry, you had to yes. go through that. Well, thank you. Well, now it's like Gen Z, which is a totally different generation. Yeah, yeah. So it's just crazy. But anyways, at the end of the day, like he's hearing from media coaches, all these people. And I'm sitting there going, fuck, 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 because it's not what I meant. And the first thing he did, he came home. He was like, hey, let's just go talk about it. He brought me into this office. We sat down. I continuously apologized. And he was like, I know you meant nothing by it. He's like, but we mm-hmm. just need to like, let's talk about it. Like, what did you mean? What did you think? Just like, again, keeping yeah. those communication lines open. So I don't feel like I'm alienated when I mess up from him. Yeah. And the same a, with him yes. as well. That's really important. The, yeah. This is like your partner. This is the person who should always have your back no matter what, because those are the people that know you the best. So like if he would have been like, I need a day, even if he was like, I need a day, I would have felt I, like I wouldn't have known where to go because that's, no, that's, I used I to have a, up. I used to have you a know. boyfriend that was like that, that would punish me with silence and it would mm-hmm. go on days and days and days. And I think that that's so like that little piece of advice that you just gave is so important because if anyone finds themselves in a relationship where you are being punished by being isolated and silence and that person doesn't talk to you for days, so you have to live in a house of like true discomfort for yeah. days upon days. Like that's just like not the life that's not healthy that like causes like- illnesses. I was going to say, it's like emotionally abusive to do yeah. stuff like that. Like I, and again, that's what I would say to my girls. Just so, find someone who you can always talk to, um, who you're never scared to tell your, you know, biggest problems to the things you've done wrong to, because that's yeah. the person that is going to have your back and they'll be able to tell you theirs too. So you'll always be connected that way. So that's, that would be like my main thing for them because in this world too, where shit can be taken out of context yeah. all the time, like, right? Do so you, you have ever, to be able to communicate. Do you ever get scared when you're doing your podcast that you're like, fuck, I'm going to say something that like, I, <laughs> that's been a fear of mine my whole, like a really long time. I, I, we have that in common Girl. where we say stupid shit. All the time. Yeah. All the time. And like you even edit and you're still just like, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, no, that'll be fine. Like it'll be fine. No one will care. And, like that means nothing. Yeah. And then other people listen, they're like, yeah, that's good. No one catches it. And then it comes out and all of a sudden it's everywhere. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yes. What did I say? No, sometimes it literally <laughs> makes me just be like, maybe I should just stop pot, stop podcasting. Like maybe I should just stop. Like can I, the way that things get blown out of proportion or taken the wrong way or like uh, it's, it's a lot. And no, I feel you like you have, stop. you're too good. You're too Thank good you. Can't stop. But I, I feel like you, you're kind of new to this. So like, what mm-hmm. if you said you started the podcast like three years ago? Like that is, it's relatively new. Meaning, yeah. like, because I've I've done this now for like nine years. Like, how did you, how did you get tough? Like, how did uh, you toughen up so fast? Detroit. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Actually, no, like, like it really to does. be honest, I I made some stupid comments there too, and I learned very quickly. Well, first of all, I just learned a lot in Detroit, but I just learned to choose my words better. Now, I still fuck up all the time, as I'm Most sure you are aware. Most of us do. Most but of like, us do. But half the shit, I mean, I feel like we're so polarizing as a society that whatever you say is going to get taken out and just put on one side and then the other side is going to freak out. I mean, I agree. I like, half the shit and I say, you- I'm like, wait, really? And if you start censoring, censoring yourself, then you lose what makes you special to begin with. You know, like what I don't want to listen to. I don't want to follow. I don't want to hear people who have like overthought everything that's going to come out of their mouth. Like I, I want to relate to some real shit and 
like that's what you do. <laughs> well, <laughs> is- I mean, I totally agree too. Like if someone's trying to please every person and you can tell it gets exhausting. Yeah. And yeah. like, I feel like I tried to do that. So in Michigan, I tried to please everyone and I lost sight of who I was. I'm like, wait, what do I stand for again? I don't even remember. So yeah. I think there's something to it. And again, Matthew and I always talk about it. It's like, there's ways to say things. I talked to somebody who says masculine and feminine language, which is crazy. There is okay. a different type of language. Masculine, you're saying a lot of buts. Well, this, but, and then you get that dagger, you know? And Ooh. feminine is you use and a lot. So, well, I support this and so it's more feminine. It's like a more, I don't know, not as so, polarizing way to say things. So we should start saying and more less buts. Less. Well, mm, now, if you really want to s- just drive the point home, I would use but. <laughs> yeah. But if you're c- kind of just, you know, on that line, I would use and. I don't know. That's what I was told by someone and it kind of makes sense. But that's like relearning a new language all over again. Like, I love that idea. Love that philosophy, the like feminine and masculine, but there's no way I will be able to actually adopt that. It's like when people are like, you say like too much. I'm aware. There's nothing I can do about it. There's, there's, no, there's, I, I, if I overthink, if I think about it, then I won't be being myself. I won't be able to get the normal thoughts I have out I, properly. So just, I have to just say like a lot. I totally agree. And we're probably going to get crushed for calling it masculine and feminine language, but that's what someone was told. That's how it was described to me. You guys, so. we're just repeating what we've heard. <laughs> okay? Don't come please for us. Please don't. Let's talk about Thrive Market because um, now that I have to take care of other things that like aren't just me, I have to really take into consideration the food that we have in our house. And whenever I go to the grocery store... Not that many options when you really think about it, okay? And that's why I love Thrive Market because I can do all of my grocery and household shopping just from the convenience of my own home, on my computer, online, and it's quickly shipped to my doorstep and it's just such a huge time saver. I just feel like, you know, I pay attention to ingredients now and I only want like foods that are of the highest quality, but when I go to the grocery store, yes, it's time consuming and it's just like a pain in the butt, but like when I go there, it's like, I don't want to be that person that's like, like standing in the aisle, like look, looking at the back of, you know, everything, trying to figure out the whole ingredients thing. That is time consuming and annoying if someone's trying to get past me to get something. But with the Rive Market, you can actually use their on-site filters. This is my favorite part of the website, okay? So you just, the ingredients that you want to have or a certain type of food, you literally put on the filters and then it will only show you the type of things that you're looking for. So whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or, you know, gluten free pantry essentials, you can literally curate your own shopping experience to see the things that are only the things that you want to see basically. Does that make sense? Made sense to me. Okay. Um, And you can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash straight up for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash straight up thrivemarket.com slash straight up. 
You guys, the way that Haya vitamins have now become a problem in our house because Hartford asks for them all day long and I have to explain to her that like you can't have vitamines all day long. That's what she calls them because that's what Bo calls them in Italian, vitamine. So she like runs around the house being like, another vitamine, yellow, red. She's obsessed. Um, before we actually got her on vitamins, I'm like, I remember just being like, what vitamins do I give my child? She's of the age where she should be taking them. But I feel like every vitamin out there, it's basically just like candy in disguise. It's just like sugar and like gummy junk. And like, is that actually good for my kid? And then I discovered Haya, which is a pediatrician approved, super powered, chewable vitamin. And I looked into it and I'm like, oh, this is everything that I need. I mean, formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, so many other things. And so it helps with everything that you need, immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, all of it. So you can feel good about giving this to your kids. I also like how when you sign up for Haya, you get this like eco-friendly bottle in the beginning and then they send you refills every single month and it's like a cute chic bottle like there's a yellow one and we have like a turquoise one and Hartford knows it trust because she asks for it all day long. Um, so you know that it tastes good because my kid's addicted. Uh, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. So to claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash Stasi. This deal is not available on their regular website. So go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash Stasi and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. And I love how you said learning a new uh, language because right now I'm learning new math for my uh, first graders. You'll hit this. So impressed by you. Wait, I've already voted no on that. Like that is one part of parenting that I'm, I will not be doing. I will be hiring a teacher. I already was bad at math growing up. Why, why would I torture him? I'll get a tutor. I totally agree. But this is like adding and subtracting. And they are okay. teaching them differently. So I am sitting there and I'm not kidding, girl. Matthew and I were with, for an hour with our twins. What was it last week? Doing fucking math homework. They're crying. We're like, I think sweating because we're so confused on how you don't know this. Like, That's not how you teach it. It's so wildly different. It's so frustrating. So I, yes, girl, tutor, because it ain't worth the stress that it brings. I am... I'm not kidding. Can I ask you something about this? Okay. Do you ever think about the fact that like school's actually really hard and it's kind of sad that our kids are like having to like march into their classroom and be like (laughs) handed a test. And then it's like you, they're starting to sweat because they want to do a good job and then they like turn it in and then a teacher's going to grade it and write on it and then they're going to get it back. Like I think about this a lot and my daughter's not even in like the test situation yet but I'm like it's actually hard to be a kid in school and I can't believe kids everywhere are doing it I mean but we all did it but but it's hard like they're gonna have to write an essay like they're gonna have to read a book then go in and like not know what the prompt is okay they're not gonna know they're just gonna have to read the book and then all of a sudden it's gonna be like in pride and prejudice what was the theme that like mr darcy da 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 da, and they're gonna have to write a full-blown essay (laughs) on the spot like i don't want that for them it's sad. I, now that you say it like that, it is kind of sad. But I will say, I mean, something to fill their time, one. But two, I told Matthew, I was like, 
I mean, am I a really bad mom? If like one of the twins is really good at math and one of them's really good at English. If I just I'm like, Hey, test day, you take two English, you take two math because in the end, they're that's not going to be, it. they're not going to be. No, that's physics, how you do it. Or I don't even, can't even say the word of mathematician. If they can't do math. So like, why are we hounding it down her throat with a calculator? And we have calculators now and computers. So why do we even care? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I agree. It reminds me of that scene in Clueless, which I fully wholeheartedly, I know it was supposed to be comedy, and it, but I took this, to, I'm, I actually saw this scene and I'm like, makes sense. When Cher goes to her dad and shows him the good grade and she's <laughs> like, well, I argued my way. And he's like, I wouldn't be prouder if they were based off real grades. I'm like, yeah, it, you found a way to make it happen. Not all of us are going to have to be good at math, but like how genius to trick the system. That means you're going to be good at something else, something yeah, better I mean, about tricking a system. So like, I was say, good on you for go, being creative. Yeah. So you're going to go further than all the people that are making straight A's. I can tell yes. you that much. So I know. have your twins switch spots. What do they think about it? Have you brought it up to them? Well, neither of them are good at either yet. So we're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> I love them to death. We'll get there. We're just not quite there yet. We got one day they'll be able to cheat and lie and steal. Just that just not today. <laughs> one day we will know what four plus four is, but just not today. I mean, it's crazy, but you know, it's either here or there. But well, uh, well. Speaking of your children, I was just reading about how you guys got booed, mm-hmm. which like. I have a lot of thoughts on this because I watched the Beckham documentary and like really felt some things. And I know that like such <laughs> this a good is, documentary, right? Holy shit. It just, it, I know it's not football, but it's just like the relationship between fans of a sport and the sports play, the athlete and, mm-hmm. and how they treat their families, their children, their wives, like all of that. It just, it's so insane to me that when I heard that you're like, you walk out there, I understand like maybe actually, may, no, I don't understand you getting booed. Like you're not the player, like you shouldn't get booed. But the fact that your children had to walk out with you, all four of your girls and your children got booed. Like, does that happen? Does that happen on a regular basis? Or was, was this like a special instance? I mean, I think it was a special instance just because of the fact that Detroit's never has been in that position in a long time for one two, we were coming back. But um, that's also we your were- home. That's like kind of your home too. like to be booed oh, by I, your people. Yeah. And I say nothing because it's true. I say nothing but great things about that place because that place is awesome. The people are awesome. For Matthew, I didn't expect a standing. I didn't expect any of that. I expected him to get booed, which he did when he ran out with the quarterbacks. Everyone was like, oh, no, we booed the team. I was like, my husband ran out solo for warmups. And that was probably the loudest boo we heard all game which is fine. This is a competitive nature. It's a sport. But when I walked out with my girls, I think they were all booing me, which it's hard to explain to your six and under children that that, you're being booed. Yeah. It's okay, girls. They're booing mommy. Don't worry about it. And they're like, wait, what? But why? And it was like heckled, kind of just like pointing and, and things like that. And listen, it doesn't take away from all the fans that are great there, but those Fans are usually louder. The ones that are doing the and main ones the are always the game. That's that's yeah. how it is. Like in anything, yeah, yes. But like to be honest, I had two of them crying um, because my little, my three year old was terrified. 
she's kind yeah. of fearful to begin with. And then everyone was like, well, why would you bring your kids down on that field? First of all, to see their dad play. What? What do you mean? It's very normal. I, this is, and we don't do it much because I don't really love the sidelines. Cause there's a lot of politics and there's just like a lot of things going on, on the sidelines. And I'm not usually the person that likes to be down there, but we're coming back. I said, we're coming back home. I mean, Detroit was our home mm-hmm. and wanted to see Martha Ford. And so we knew like we connected before to say we'd meet on the field. And so we got to see her and that was great, but it, I don't know if it made up for what my girls kind of endured down there. I mean, I had to explain certain words to them or explain around them. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And so, and they've heard a lot of words because I'm not saying Matthew and I are very friendly with our words and they know they're adult words and they cannot use them, but there were certain words thrown our way that they had never heard before. And my five-year-old is very, very curious. And so she asks a lot of questions, but, um, yeah, I, I was a little surprised of, I guess the situation, Um, but you know what, at the end of the day, you just got to move forward. And, and I told myself too, and Matthew, again, we sat down, we had a conversation because he came over to take a picture and say hello with us. And he got pissed because everyone was booing that. And he was like, I can't believe they're booing our family. And I was like, Oh, you don't know the ins and outs of it right now, but we're not going to even go there. And so I don't know, we had an open conversation and we had to remind ourselves like, yes, that was home for 12 years. And I feel like for me, it, that game gave me really good closure because mm-hmm. I held on to that place. And I and I will always love that place and cherish the memories I made there. But I was holding on to it in a probably unhealthy way, which mm-hmm. wasn't allowing me to really live here. Like yeah, open my heart to this sense. place. Yeah. So you know what? In the end, it was actually they, a really good thing that happened. They did you a favor. It did. It gave me, it gave me closure there. And not that again, I'm going to love it. I I will always cherish that place and I will go back, probably never go back for a game, but we have a school center there and things like that. So we'll go back there and see it. But, um, at the end of the day, it was a good thing for me. So nay, not my girls, but for me, it was great. Do people treat you that way? Like, does that happen when, when you're just out and about are people awful to your face ever? Um, no, no, they're not. Now that's there has really... been to Matthew, but never to me. Okay. That's really good news because I would think that if you are being booed by your old hometown, like you're not your home hometown, like we grew up, but like you, 12 years is like another hometown. Like yeah. I would think that like, then that was happening on the street and that would just, that's, it, it's, that's just dark. Yeah. Yeah. No, I honestly, no one knows uh, who I am besides if I'm on the sidelines. So I, I fly under the radar there, but, um, the, uh, in Detroit in general, like before the game, everything, everyone was very kind. And again, I think it was just those, those fans are always louder. And so you hear those. And I felt like every fan who was saying, thank you. And, and thank you to your family or thank you to Matthew. I would look up and make sure I try and find those people who are being so kind. Yeah. Um, but everyone was great. Honestly, that weekend was great. It was just before the mo- game. 
walking around and we ended up on the wrong damn side. So we had to walk all the way around on the grass oh in front God, of the fans. That was like Marie like, Antoinette being like paraded <laughs> to the guillotine or something. Like you had to like, wow. But like Ooh. I had a letter on. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and you had to do a walk. That's, that, that's rough. I'm really sorry that you had to do no. that. No, it was, you know, it's fine. Again, and at the end of the day, it, it did. It gave me some closure to, to a th- something that I needed closure to. Because it so happens so fast. Yeah. You know? So, so do you feel like LA is your, you guys are going to stay in LA? Do you love LA? You can, you can lie if you don't like it. I don't really, it's, I don't own LA, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know what? I had my thoughts before coming here, um, as everyone does about every state in general and is, yeah. I feel, or city and was so pleasantly surprised. We love it here. I mean, the weather is great, but we have found an amazing community of people that we adore and have become some of our best friends. Um, and that are like very much like us young kids. They're also younger. Actually a bunch of them used to either play or played something or owns. I don't know. It's just, it's a good community. Um, and I don't, I don't see us leaving. So I think we'll be here. That's amazing. I'm so happy yeah. for you. Thank that like you. has to I be know, a, that too. has to be a good feeling because like to like the unknown I feel like is like is worse than yes. even being stuck in a place that you might not like. It's the unknown of of not knowing where your family's going to end up. So to have that to be sure of that. That's great. Yes. It's honestly it's a really grounding feeling to to know that and to know my kids will be growing up here, going to high school here. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really nice. Cause even when we were in Detroit, we didn't know, you know, if we were going to stay there or cause our kids started to go to school there. Yeah. Um, or if we moved back to Atlanta, cause that was always kind of the plan. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where I'm from and that's where we met. Um, but we love it here. So we'll be here. That's so great. Bo and I are going to start hatching our plans so that our three-year-olds can can be friends. We're just, we're going to start manipulating the situation. We're going to show I up love- places that you're at. <laughs> Girl, y'all, yeah. y'all just, you yeah. know what, y'all just bring her to a game because I bring all mine and she can just hang out with mine. Wait, and we, haven't, go- we haven't done yeah. that yet. No. Yeah, you need to. Well, I, I think like now she's at the age now, maybe like where we well, next yeah. so next season, like we would be able to, but like before, she just like is restless. I'd be running around after her it's, that like it wouldn't have been fun. No, for it's me. not worth it. I mean, Tyler didn't come Matthew's entire first year here, and she was too closer to the two end. Girl, yeah, it's not worth it. I brought yeah. her her first her first ever football game, Super Bowl. <laughs> Wow, what a bougie experience. You're downhill from here. Yeah, I know. You're like setting her up for failure with that. Like, did you think that went through at all? Or you're just like YOLO? <laughs> I mean, I was like, you know what? Matthew might only get here once. We got to take the whole family, which was really, a lot. Really good point, though. Um, yeah. Before I let you go, I really do want to ask you about the morning after. And like, I want to know what it's like in your house when you win and when you lose like what like does like do the kids know like like oh we can't go talk to to dad (laughs) for a couple um, days well no I will say before kids it was Matthew would like put himself in his room right when we got home 
honestly, he would be hard to talk to for a few days. That was also really tough in our marriage. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think more wags need to talk about that because like I imagine like it's really difficult and I understand both sides, both sides, the athlete and the significant other. Like I, I get it. Yes. And what people don't also understand is like, usually you're moving for your significant other to whatever team he's playing for. So if he has a bad game or if they lose or whatever, and they, they just put themselves in the room and don't want to talk to anyone or you, you're very lonely. And you're like, yeah, well, what am I going to do today? Now though, with the girls, it's actually very comical (laughs) which is sad to say, but when he loses and if he loses, if the girls are there, they obviously know, but if they're watching on TV, I'm like, Oh yeah, we lost. And he'll come home or he'll come up to the suite after the game. And they'll be like, daddy, maybe you should have tried harder. And he's like, (laughs) thanks ladies. And he'll look at me like, but I'm just like, I mean, maybe you should practice longer. Which Savage. like you just I mean, you just realized right then and there you're like, you know what, this doesn't, this isn't the end of the world. This is a small part of my life. These girls are like, he gets over it very quickly now. Like he's up in the suite, we lose, and he's like, the girls come to him, and it's that's it. Well, you know? it's easy to get over when you've won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true too. Right? Could you imagine? We talked like about if, him, like, could you imagine if we came here that first year and did not win it? And yeah, like, that would be that'd be depressing. And then like that. every time you lose, then and your kid looks at you and is like, you should have tried harder. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> OK, I'm just going to throw myself off my house right now. Like, yeah, yeah like I, he, yeah. I mean, it is. But when we win, it is a big difference in. Um, and I feel like I can speak on a lot of uh, professional athletes, significant others in this way of like when you win that week is so much better. Yeah. It's just like things are happier. It's yeah. not this looming because you have to wait now in baseball and stuff like that, the games are so quick. But in football, you have to wait a whole nother week until the next one. And you lose that. Really? Because it feels like football's on every single fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> really does. Like it was even on, on Christmas this year. Like what? I was literally at Christmas brunch and Bo's watching football. Like when did that happen? <laughs> I love you because me, I'm like so happy that football's on every night. Now that we're down the end of the season, I'm like, what am I going to watch? Nothing to watch. Um, but no, yeah, it is on every fucking night. But it usually, is. it's usually seven days apart for your games. Okay. I guess technically, yeah, yeah the game, the, the team, the team, the, it's seven days apart for like each team. Each team. Yeah. So like <laughs> Matt, if they lose one, Matthew's got seven more days. Now, if they lose another one, it's like, ooh, seven more days. Girl, I think we were like three and six this year going into our bye week which so, talk about a shitty bye you're supposed to have a you're good speaking bye. another language <laughs> yeah okay so bye week is the off week you okay. every team gets one off week and when I swear, was that, that oh was you mean every team every team so it's not just like team. one okay yeah so it's, <laughs> yeah. so each <laughs> each team like a couple teams are designated a certain off week so we were three and six going by we won three games we had lost six uh, bye weeks when there's a bunch of losing in front of it. They're oh. the worst. It's supposed to be like the week to get away. Yeah. Separate yourself. Ooh, girl, this one was depressing. I was like, oh man. And we've had them before, but you know, this like, one, what do you guys do? You just sulk around the, the house, <laughs> like depends. cancel plans. 
You know, like, like we're, if he's winning, we usually have a great bye week. I don't know. Well, we might shoot down to Cabo for three days. We might, we're losing. We hoard ourselves in the house. We're just like, See, I, mean, I would I'm think stepping on needles, trying not to mess up. I'm like, you good? Yeah. I uh. would just think that like, if you were losing and you have bye week, thank you for teaching me something. I've never, I've, yeah, I've never, okay. Um, I feel so knowledgeable. <laughs> I feel so sporty right now. I would I just think that like, yeah, <laughs> the only Can way to like make you? yourself feel better would be to like go drown your sorrows in Mexico. So like, I would say like go to Mexico either way. Either way. I know. I know. But sometimes like when they're they like, just down, they're like, don't have the energy to even go. So then we're, I'm like, great. So we're stuck in this house, which I'm always stuck in this house with the children. Yeah. So now we're just both stuck in the house. Yeah. So that, I feel you. you know. Also, do you ever look at fans and say, you guys, this isn't fucking personal. Do you know how many times I have to tell Bo this? When I hear Bo yelling at the screen, <laughs> I can't believe you just did blah, 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 or whatever. I'm like, this Man did not fumble the ball. I can't even just said that to hurt your feelings. This is off. not about you. This isn't about you. I know it's tough for me to say because I don't want all these fans coming out to me. But I feel like professional athletes—they all are kind of the same. They are playing for the people on that field. They want to win the city one, or they want to win all these fans one. But during that game, they don't care about yeah. anyone else. But the I would on that field. I feel like that's the so only like, way to like properly do your job and play your sport is to like not care about yes. that sort well, of thing. Well, you have to because you hear certain, but also another thing is it's funny because people are always like, why did you throw that pick? Why would you throw that? And Matthew's yeah. going, guys, Could you- I'm fucking pissed I threw it too. I think I'm madder than you are that I threw it. <laughs> yes. I, t- I, I say this to Bo too. This, this is two parts, two parts. One, when he's like, why did he choose to do this? Like, why don't, like, like Bo knows better. Like he knows fucking better. Okay. So like, there's like that part of it. Like, okay, I'm pretty sure this athlete just made the best decision he possibly could given the fact that he's the expert here. Okay. Not us, not us. So there's that part. But then the second part is, um, the way that you feel right now, Bo, he 100% feels a million times more strongly about it. Okay. So like, we're all in this together. And also even on top of that is Bo's one out of however many fans are thinking that. And you know, all these guys know that. So they're like yeah. so yeah. down on themselves. And they're just sad. Yeah. All the fans, are, I'm like, oh, but you know what? This is what I kind of remind my husband and remind, that's kind of what you get paid for. Yeah. Like at no. the end of the day, you're getting paid to play a game that you love you have to deal with what comes with it because that's that's really what you're getting paid for at the end of the yeah. day because those people are paying to get there. So mm-hmm. those are the people that are paying you. So you just kind of got to fucking rough it out and deal with it. Matthew does a really good job. I fucking suck at it. He can bury it's, everything and not It's even always the it. significant others on the behalf of the other one. It's even like that with me and Bo. Bo get, yeah. get, has more feelings for situations that I'm in where I'm like, I can handle it. But he yeah. gets upset on my behalf. You know, I think that's just like a relationship thing. When, right? when I feel like you love, yeah, you want to fight the battles for the people you love, especially when you see them not fight, like that they can't fight them, you know, that they're not allowed yeah. to fight them. So they're not allowed to fight specifically. Yes. Yes. For sure. And it's it's tough to stay silent in this scenario because that's literally your person. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I'm very kind of known for probably going after people and that's not good. I've tried to stop. 
but it's hard. I like it. You're spicy and <laughs> you are just defending your person. I know. I... I like it. Kelly, well, this was I so much too. fun. I could literally do this for like freaking two more hours. Like, I totally thank, agree, girl. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. We need to get more Rams fans. The Rams have like the least amount of fans ever, I've realized. I feel like it's it's Bo. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bo. why I said our, our one loyal fan. No, I agree with you. I think the team moving back and forth made it hard. If they, of they're going to stay here for a long time, they're going to get these fans. I mean, years to come, they're going to have more and more and more. So as long as they can continue to stay good, they'll be the fans that are loyal and LA Rams fans. But it's tough when an organization moves so much. To it'll have be those. like... It'll be the next generation. It'll be yeah. like our, it'll be our children. Like that, that's going to be the Rams fans. I can't even talking about football so much. Like it's actually like kind of wild. <laughs> I honestly, part of me hates that you said the next generation is our kids going to be Rams fans. I'm like, God bless it. We're old. Also, they will, I promise I'm, I'm done after this, but at Rams games, when you come, they do a throwback of the decades or something. And it's always our decade. And I'm like, were the throwbacks like we are the legit old people at the stadium? Oh wow! Remember when you used to go to sporting events, it would be like I don't know the Temptations, and that was the throwback. The song, oh. yeah. Now it's like Usher and like our yeah 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 uh-huh. yeah yeah. And they're like they're like Who's no. <laughs> That's like, not a throw. That's crazy throwback. So when you guys come to a game. And you'll bring, it'll be fun. Bring your daughter. We'll all do the suite together. It's easier. They can all run around up there, but um, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll hear the throwbacks and immediately just be depressed. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, at least we'll be in it together. Just and, but, two, and we're in our prime. 30. Yeah, we're in our prime. We're You're in, in it. I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Once Messer turns like maybe like one and a half, I feel like I'll, I'll start feeling like I'm cool again. Like I can do some things right now. I'm not. No, I feel like you are. I just don't feel like I feel like you are. I'd I'd like to go and have some fun. Yes. You know what? Your feelings are your feelings and I can't make you feel. Thank you for validating that. Thank you for validating my feelings. Um, Kelly, this was so much fun. Y'all go listen to her podcast the morning after. Go follow her on Instagram. It's KB Stafford 87. 89. Yeah. 89. Oh, yeah. 89. Because again, you're one year younger than me. So there's that. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to go upstairs and just give Bo a big hug. He's just like, I know, just like waiting for me to tell him all the things. Um, And I hope I get to hang out with you. I would love that. And tell, uh, tell him I say hello. And yeah, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll do a Graham's game this coming year. It'll be fun. I would love that. All right, right, bro. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Thanks.